0: Cybersecurity is a top issue among government agencies. Every day, there are new threats complicating matters. Cybercriminals are getting smarter and employing more sophisticated tactics when it comes to breaching security measures. In FY 2015, the federal government was hit with a 10% increase in cyber incidents, receiving more than 77,000 cases of data theft and other breaches. Unfortunately, this trend is only going to continue. Traditional security solutions and ways of thinking are simply insufficient in dealing with this evolving cyber threat landscape. The federal government is the largest producer of information in the world, creating roughly one petabyte of data every two years. So it's no surprise that government entities are a prime target for hackers. Agencies are now recognizing the importance of security analytics in helping to protect their most valuable data assets. This shifts away from traditional rules and signature-based security solutions which only identify known bad activities and provides the government a more comprehensive security posture. But who will serve the proverbial cyber bouncer, able to detect and eliminate the bad actors before they can cause harm? Research by GovLoop and SAS indicated an alarming shortage of analytical talent in the federal government. This shortage extends to cybersecurity where there are already a critical shortage of professionals, let alone those with analytical backgrounds. Fortunately, technology has driven a democratization of cyber activity, supplying the power of big data analytics to provide security teams with visibility into suspicious network behavior while offering non-technical decision makers an understanding of the agency's overall security posture. That's a positive development, but it doesn't eliminate the need for skilled professionals who can address the traditional data science challenges associated with cybersecurity, such as data management. It remains essential that federal agencies invest in strong analytics and cybersecurity workforce. But how do we actually go about doing this? Joining us to answer those questions is Karen Terrell, Vice President of Federal at SAS Institute Incorporated. So Karen, what's the role of security analytics in detecting cyber attacks?
1: How do they relate? Well, as you as you've stated and as you well know, one of the biggest challenges that government and any cybersecurity professional faces today is true network visibility. And by that I mean accurate visibility into the normal and abnormal network behavior. So you can respond to and, and detect suspicious activities very quickly. The security teams in most commercial organizations but certainly the federal government are pretty well buried investigating and responding to a sea of alerts generated by their existing security technologies and security products. You could have as many as 60 different security products in place and security teams really can't keep up with the number of alerts that are generated. So security analytics can help provide the network visibility by looking across network traffic data, security product data, threat feeds, agency data, and that way, you can surface an accurate, prioritized shortlist of suspiciously behaving devices that may indicate the presence of an attacker. Security analytics can reveal anomalies, connections, patterns in a timely manner. And by timely, I mean you referenced some uh, research a second ago. In 2012, attackers were present on a network for as many as 416 days before they were discovered. In 2015, we've reduced that amount of time. So there, there are attackers sitting on networks doing really reconnaissance activity, an average of about 146 days. So it's reduced, but it's still a long time that we're unable to detect that they're sitting there. And all the while, those uh, bad actors, as it were, are trying to find different ways to breach and infiltrate and do damage. So
0: you said that time has gone down dramatically in the past three years. Is that a trend you continue to see going forward, that that number of days that we don't know these bad actors are on our network is going to go down? Or is it more a different approach that many agencies are taking to kind of shore up their defenses?
1: Well, I really think a lot of it is the, the focus that we've had on uh, cyber threats um and our understanding of the significance of them and, and, and you you've indicated the number of breaches that are still being conducted so um but there's also powerful and complex technology that is being developed to support that those those bad actors or those cyber threats i think it's a it's a little bit of both i think that uh, we'll continue to see those those timeframes go down, mm-hmm. uh, but the security analytics in particular is, is a little bit of a different approach, to as what you indicated earlier, sort of signature-based or rules-based. Uh, they really only look at what is known to be bad behavior. What security analytics can do is really give you a, a, a very broad data-integrated, so multiple types of, of data within an organization view into what strange things are happening on the network. For instance, mm-hmm. is, is that HR computer suddenly sending huge files at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday when it's never done that before? Uh, that is something that anomaly detection using sort of big data analytics, as it were, Um, can determine and so that would probably be a prioritized alert for a cyber analyst to, to look into and you can't do that if you don't have visibility on the entire network looking for things that you aren't expecting to have happen.
0: I think what you're talking about sounds great, and it's definitely something that agencies need to be doing going forward to kind of enhance their security posture. But as we stand now, are organizations adequately prepared to step up their cyber defenses utilizing these big data analytics, or is that something that they're not quite ready for yet?
1: Well and as you know the 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 government is in a very much a, a similar and yet competitive uh, place that our commercial entities are. Um, it, GovLoop and SAS did that study uh, mm-hmm. some time ago, where the the government, you know, the actual employees of the government, ninety six percent of them identified a data skills gap within their agency. That's ninety six percent of the people working in the federal government are concerned about their own, you know, skills <laughs> in thwarting not just cyber activity, but other kinds mm-hmm. of uh, uses of of, uh, of of you know bad actors and and fraud and things like that. So, indeed, federal agencies are, you know, sort of falling short in, in finding the right talent. But there are lots of different ways for those agencies to sort of rise up and look into training existing staff or hiring from, you know, colleges and universities. Many, many colleges and universities are now offering master's and bachelor's and other certified programs in analytics. For instance, SAS supports more than 150 uh, such programs, including one here, uh, right here at George Washington University. So these agencies really do need to look at fresh talent, but they also look at the staff that they have. Um, These are what we refer to as knowledge workers, these civil Mm -hmm. servants who know their agency. They know their data to some extent, but who do not have yet the, the unique skills to apply analytics. Um, to to increase, you know, the skills and the ability of their agencies to uh, fight these cyber threats. So There's two things. Go find, you know, the, some, some of the new ones, but also take a look at your existing workforce and send them to uh, some of these courses or even certifications. A lot of them are online and, you know, work with people who have jobs already and families and, and things like that.
0: I will say, too, you brought up a great point that these knowledge workers are now getting invested in cybersecurity best practices. I mean, I know from my experience five years ago when I was interviewing people who didn't have an IT background per se or a security background, you said cybersecurity and they sort of scoffed and said, you know, that's IT's problem. I feel like now more and more people are taking security as part of their job, even And if they're not, you know, on the IT staff per se, they are taking security
1: courses,
0: they're more well-versed in this, it's definitely something they've heard of. Would you say that's sort of your feeling as well?
1: Absolutely. I think just as as a common citizen, we're all much more aware of the threats and um, and are concerned and are much more careful. I, I still think that, as you well know, our adversaries are getting more and more sophisticated. And so to the extent that we're aware and cognizant and paying attention to security breaches, not opening that email from the unknown source <laughs> and, and things like that, um, they're, still, they're still breaching these environments and, and, and the bad actors are still getting in there and sitting quietly for as long as they have to before they can find whatever catastrophic way they can um, breach a network and, and do damage, either financially or, or personally uh, to executives and, and things like that. So as much awareness as we have, we also need to um, rely on cybersecurity analysts who uh, truly understand the, the mm-hmm. network but are also uh, enabled by visibility on their network uh, and by truly integrating the data from across the network and across the agency and not just looking at um, piecemeal or siloed data sources to detect this sort of, uh, you know, activity and uncover the unusual behavior.
0: So, You can't, you know, open up a news site these days or read the paper and not see a cyber breach in the news. You had Target a few years ago, obviously OPM last year had their big data breach. As data breaches have increased in recent years, a lot of organizations invested resources into new firewalls, encryption, more antivirus software, and other sort of traditional solutions. Why haven't these technologies been as successful as many people think they should be? What's sort of that issue that they're having?
1: Well, and I think I touched on that just a second ago, but but you're you're spot on in that. So first of all, a lot of those technologies are very successful. They are working. You know, you you hear about the the terrible breaches that happen that right. because they're massive. um but there are, hundreds of thousands of breaches that are being thwarted on a, on a daily basis. So a lot of those technologies are fantastic. What they lack, however, is this, this wide-ranging network visibility, right? They're, they're looking at very specific or siloed data sets. They're not looking necessarily at um, all of the business data uh, or being able to integrate the data from across the agency to give it context um, and, and being able to do analytics on that. So you have a, a, a firewall, you know, detection. So when it's breached, you know it, you know, an alert goes off. Mm-hmm. But, um, but what you really need is visibility on the entire network in the context of the agency and the business of the agency. Um, because every, every organization is different. Every commercial entity is different. Every government agency is different. And so having an understanding of what is normal for that organization takes really data from lots of different sources from across the agency. And being able to put that into uh, a, a, a place and a time where you can apply analytics to truly see the whole network and not just pieces of it, looking for things that you're expecting, like the breach of the, of the network or somebody's uh, an intrusion detection. But actually, like I mentioned earlier, those you know, large files being sent at odd hours of the night mm-hmm. or unusual URL activity uh, from, from different computers, things that are just odd, um, but should probably be followed up on.
0: Definitely. All right, so we've talked a lot so far in this interview about things that have happened, things that are currently happening. What's next? What's on the horizon that agencies need to be aware of?
1: Right. Uh, We think about that every day. Uh, (laughs) and, and, And government agencies face a lot of challenges in the near future. Uh, particularly as lots of new technologies emerge. For instance, the growth of the Internet of things, you Mm -hmm. know, smart cars, smart cities, the adoption of mobile uh, applications. And, you know, even in the federal government, there's a lot of talk of a bring your own device. Mm -hmm. Um, So that means that every connected device in our world is a potential entry point for a bad actor. You know, and then there are insider threats or even hum, human error. You've got um, your own employees that you look at, your own employees being targeted. Uh, human error, sometimes it's just accidental. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is malicious. Um, all of these are avenues for cyber criminals, and that just creates a greater opportunity for hackers to access the organization's network. It's harder. It will get harder and harder for us to... Uh, sort of lock down these networks as we have more and more and more devices connecting to them.
0: We've talked a lot about on the horizon here some of the technologies that government is looking forward to. When it comes to cyber personnel, what should agencies be looking at for their future cyber professionals and or for training just your regular government employees into cyber best practices?
1: I really think that, at least as a complement to existing uh, cyber technologies, there needs to be a look at the the true nature of data science. You know, we we talk all the time about big data. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned earlier the democratization of, of of analytics, and and these things come together. So you have this massive amount of data that we're all very well aware of. Um, and And you need to have a wider swath of people being able to access and and use that data for good. Um, there are different layers I for instance, am not a data scientist i 'm not a statistician i I, I run a, a business organization but i 'm able to use analytics on a daily basis um, to actually give insight into my business. I know for a fact that there are, are a lot more federal employees who are very, very bright and able to use analytics more in their, in their daily business, but there is still a layer of sort of data science as we put on this, actual professionals who understand things like data management, um, being able to access disparate data sources, and then being able to prepare that data for true analytics insights. Uh, and and so I can use relatively simple technology. Cybersecurity requires, on top of that, and on top of our understanding and our cognizance of the threat, requires a, a more of a data science approach to accessing the data and having policy around it. The advent of the chief data officers, uh, starting in 2015, inside the federal government, was is a boon, I think, for. Uh, you know, increasing the number of people who are cognizant of the data that they own, the dark data that they're not accessing or using, and being able to use that data for good. So I I think it's a it's a little bit of everything. You know, we can educate the people that we have because they're our most valuable resource today. Um, We can bring in fresh talent to bring new ideas to the table. We can make analytics easier to approach Uh, so that people like me can actually apply sophisticated analytics to solve problems and give insights into the issues. And there's a place for a very sophisticated data scientist and statistician to apply, uh, apply the very heavy lifting type of analytics to solve this problem. It's going to take a village.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It is going to take a village. Finally, I just got one more last question here for you. Any advice for agencies trying to ensure their infrastructure, applications, and systems are safe and secure?
1: I, I, I think, actually, that it's... It, it's just a matter of opening up the aperture um, beyond things like uh, intrusion detection and and looking at what we've been referring to as this behavioral analytics um, because I think the as the as the threat becomes more sophisticated, so must the government and to do that, they really have to be able to put their fingers on uh, multiple data sources and and have visibility on that and so uh, I think that security analytics or uh, analytics being applied to this in a more sophisticated manner will complement the enormous investment that the federal government and commercial entities have already made in thwarting uh, in these efforts with lots of technology and next generation solutions. It isn't that they're not working. It's that you need something to sort of sit on top of all of that to create a dashboard that will prioritize the alerts uh, based on context of the overall organization, and not just uh, siloed data sets. So uh, there's, there's a lot to do, but I, I, I do think that we, we have an extraordinary workforce in the federal government, and with a little bit of training and uh, allowing those people to be more involved in the security of the data, that we would get a step forward.
0: Wonderful. That was Karen Terrell, Vice President of Federal at SAS Institute Incorporated, talking about how cybersecurity, data analytics, and people align. Thank you for listening, and if you want more information, you can check out the GovLoop and SAS Research Brief, Government Workforce in Focus, Closing the Data and Analytics Skills Gap. Thank you.